Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, December 26th, 2022. Happy Boxing Day to all of our Canadian fans. Big box fans up in Canada. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the yard. And alongside me, thanks to the power of technology, is Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is most likely for you. Most likely <laughs> will be flipped into a pod. YouTube viewers, this is definitely for you. Yes, that is the plan now. We were saying all last week, okay, on the 26th, we'll jump on stream. We'll maybe do a YouTube show. We won't flip it into a pod because no JD, no TK. Hell, we gave Jerome the day off. But then Jerome said, you know what? Record your files, send them to me. I'll step away from the family for... 30 to 45 minutes, however long it takes them, to try and flip in yeah. to a podcast. And so, I yeah, see him in the streams. I see Jerome in the streams already oh, jumping in. Go. So yeah. There you and, go. And yesterday, so. the basketball made it easier, I think, to jump on today, Skeets. What do you mean? I think the quality of ball, just the excitement. I, okay. I thought it was a good day. I thought it was just a good day. Well, I mean, it ended with a bang, that's oh, for yeah. sure. It went into Boxing Day if you were on the East yeah. Coast. Uh, yeah, we're going to break it all down here. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Comment away, like away, subscribe if you haven't, share the show. We eclipsed 58,000 subs. Our goal now, 60K by All-Star Weekend Let's in Salt this. Lake City. When, hey, look, fingers crossed, we're hopefully doing a live show. Let's just uh, speak that into existence. It's been a while since we did one of those. Chicago All-Star Weekend, mm -hmm. in fact. 2020? Is that right? That's right. It'll yeah. be three years if we can make one happen uh, in Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend. So yeah, let's get to 60K. Send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. The plan here, very simple, you know, bare bones. I'm trying to produce in the background here with my man Tass, but we're talking about all five Christmas Day games. And I thought, look, we could just jump on here, Tass, and just talk about them, give our takeaways and all that, and share some larfs. But I came up with a new system to sort of grade these. And I'm gonna present it to everybody here on YouTube. It is the Christmas gift rating scale. So how does this work? Well, if you thought the game was brutal, that's a level one. One being bad here, of course. <laughs> that's basically like getting a lump of coal, okay? Mm, not coal, Anthony. No, Actual straight, coal. Up, straight up coal in your stocking because Santa thought you were a bad, bad boy. Uh, level two. The game, you thought it was fine. Yeah, meh, you know, okay, it's still basketball, but nothing crazy. That to me is like getting clothes. It's like, especially like socks and underwear. It's like as a kid, you're like, oh, great, thanks. I'll use them, but you don't want them. Uh, the third level, good game. You know, just quality. I thought books as books. a gift as a child. You know, like, it's like you want some cooler gifts more toys but you know if it's a book you like or something it's Bucks not bad. higher it's than clothes oh yeah 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 come on i don't know socks and underwear yeah as a kid tass Mellis was not pumped to get socks i'm telling you right now no nah, but i've been wearing this raptor sweater for literally <laughs> 36 hours straight that i'm wearing <laughs> right now so I that's don't know. true i guess i've changed since i was a kid uh level four very entertaining game okay i thought that was like a video game because that's a, that's a solid gift, especially one you maybe want. And then the fifth level, the highest level when it comes to our Christmas gift rating scale. It's a classic, the game itself. And that to me is like a big ticket item, Tass. Mm. Like, uh, like, you know, you always get excited when you would see the giant box 
that you couldn't even fit under the tree. Had to be just put to the side. Absolutely. We're talking, we're talking bikes. We're talking giant dollhouses. We're talking basketball nets, maybe. Just the big one. Um, so that's level five. Okay, was, that makes sense? I, yeah, yeah. I was part of wrapping a dollhouse for Christmas, and I was excited. So I, I hear what you're saying. The big ticket items. I would say, Skeet's looking at the list. I don't think, for me, we're going to even get down to the level of books, which is three out of five. Really? Okay, yeah. well, I'm not sure I agree with that. But um, I thought we could tackle the games in the order we saw them yesterday. So let's start... With that uh, 12 o'clock start, 12 o'clock start, yeah, right. What was it? 12.08? Something like that. Not too bad. It wasn't too bad, I guess. Um, But we're starting with Embiid and Harden helping the 76ers blow by the Knicks to win their eighth straight. So uh, on the Christmas gift rating scale, what does Tasmella say? What level? I'm going video games. And maybe it's uh, low expectations going into a Knicks game, feeling like... Well, here comes the dud of the day because there's generally one dud. But just entertained, I guess, is the best way to put it. I I guess because there was just a few things that were unexpected for me that happened. I mean, in the first half, seeing Joel Embiid being somewhat controlled by Mitchell Robinson. He had 16 Mm -hmm. at half, but basically half of those were at the line. And so the Knicks were giving themselves a great shot to win this game. They're up double digits. And Mitchell Robinson was pretty damn good in the way he was guarding Joel Embiid, giving him space, a lot of space. And Embiid wanted to to drive, and then Mitchell Robinson would meet him at the rim. I was just entertained by that to start the game. And really what it comes down to is the fourth quarter, and we had the George Niang show. The GD George Niang gang. I won't go full GD, can't can't say that on the, on the day of Jesus, but... This is George Niang getting plays essentially called for him when Harden and Embiid, you'd see them every single possession usually. Pick and roll. Here we go. But Embiid knew that George Niang was so hot, he was coming down the floor and literally pointing at Niang and said, you, you, sir, fourth quarter, Christmas Day, you come set the pick for James Harden. I'm going to go in the corner and be a three-point shooter, and the George Niang gang came through. My family that I was sitting around the TV with was saying, who is that? That's and the minivan. <laughs> the minivan. The you got, the, he was picking up everybody. The Niang gang was picking up everybody. He even got called for a carry. Really weird. Uh, for a discontinued dribble. But yeah, everybody in the room asking, who, who's that guy? George, you don't need to pronounce the S. It comes from the French roots, uh, the Senegalese roots. George Niang. And I had the, uh, you know, the story in the holster ready to pull out if if it, we went deep into the George Niang conversation that I with you we called the uh, the D-League showcase we announced the intros and George Niang was one of them if you remember he was wow. one of one of the names I know I'm going deep I don't uh, but but that dude just getting the most out of his athletic ability obviously getting the most out of his NBA career and banging home shots at the end uh, yep. Shout out to Rich Hoffman on The Athletic who pointed out that literally coming down the floor, Joel Embiid said, I'm going in the corner. I don't care. And he got better in the second half. That's how good George, or, I'm sorry, Joel Embiid is. He got better. But I, I just thought that the Knicks were doing a good job. Keep me entertained. Video game level entertained in the first half. Really bouncing the ball around, passing up decent shots for incredible shots. The bench working together. But then Doc Rivers, who gets a lot of ridicule, went zone in the fourth quarter and kind of solved the, the Knicks shooting and, and they couldn't hit a mm-hmm. shot. So I was entertained, no doubt. 
I'm going to go a level down from you. Uh, I, I hear what you're selling, but uh, I'm buying what you're selling, I guess, but also hear it because now I'm going to buy it. Uh, I'm going level three. I am going books category, but I'm like upgrading the books category to maybe a magazine subscription. Like I remember I once got Sports Illustrated, uh, you know, a year subscription for, for Christmas. Wow. I was like, that's, that's, that's nice. pretty good. That's that, you know, it's again, it's a, I'm reading, I'm not playing video games, not something like a, a fun, fun toy, but you know, that's coming every month. And I was a huge sports fan. So that's where I'm going. Just a brutal fourth quarter for the Knicks though. I mean, really entertaining up until that point, but then the Sixers went on like a 21 to six run. You said a lot of it in Yang because the, the, the Knicks wisely, I guess they were like trapping Harden and trying to get the ball out of his hands and then he, he, but he is playing at a level right now, like that, you know, MVP like Harden, where he's got the whole defense scrambling because he, he'll move the damn rock. And these guys, if they're hitting them, Niang, DeAnthony Melton, like they're knocking them down. So it just blew the game open. And then on top of that, Jalen Brunson, like a couple times you saw him like grabbing at his hip. He eventually leaves with the injury. I don't know what the extent is or if we have an update on uh, how severe. That injury is for Brunson, which would be brutal for New York uh, moving forward if it's bad, bad, bad. But yeah, it was really, really fun up until they just blew the game open. And that zone defense, you said it there from the Sixers, it definitely slowed them down. I mean, 16 points in the fourth quarter. It was a smart call there from Doc. So fun game. Good start to the day, I thought. That's what Mm -hmm. you sort of want from your first one. And it's in Madison Square Garden, too. So the crowd was in it. And it never got like that run was huge, but it was still like they were hanging around just enough. To, to keep your eyeballs on it. But 26th combined free throw attempts for Harden and Embiid too. And that's, you're always going to have that problem playing them. Uh, the way they're playing right now too. Embiid's on a heater. Harden obviously since coming back after that one dud game in Houston uh, has been great. So you got your two superstars. Pair them with, uh, you know, a solid defense and then guys that can shoot. Uh, you're going to win a lot of games. No wonder they've won eight in a row. Yeah. And Tyrese Maxey's still not there, but uh, kind of uh, an opportunity for... Tobias Harris, who's been on fire, and yeah, DeAnthony Melton and the George Niang gang hitting six shots in this game to, to come out and just be ready to fire away. And I, I I did feel bad. You mentioned Jalen Brunson going out of the game. He basically gave away the game against the Bulls on Friday night. He missed two free throws at the end to give DeMar a chance to hit the game winner, and DeMar hit it right in Quentin Grimes' eye. So I was happy that Brunson came out, was scorching, and, and was... The, the Rock, Christmas Day, a little uh, coming out party. I'm sure, you know, most basketball fans know who he is, but, you know, for the casual fan, uh, to have a nice 23 and 11 for him. Uh, but also on the other end, I had my family looking at James Harden saying, whoa, he's lost weight. I mean, he, he looks, you know, whether whether you believe that the fat pictures in the offseason that seemingly happen every offseason or not, it's, it's just, he's just, that's his body type. But his, you mentioned, like, he, he looks like a guy who can get to the rim every time and and not be blocked and get by get half a step on a defender which didn't seem yeah. like that would happen last year so yeah he, he's got some explosiveness back. yeah it, it looks like a, a different player I, I i do want to ask because i i did have it on mute at this point i was actually sleeping with a, a baby at during the first intermission or after the first quarter yeah. um, so i had it on mute but i saw pj tucker was interviewed instead of a coach did you see that um, yes, that did happen. You're right. It's like, um, that doesn't happen in basketball. What is this, a baseball yeah, game? Or are they interviewing a player <laughs> mid-game? Yeah. And I don't think that happened the rest of the day. I don't uh, remember it happening again. 
Uh, but that, but we've yeah. seen that before this season. Who else got uh, um, like interviewed in one of those spots? Oh man, I'm gonna draw a blank on it. But uh, yeah, I, I liked Reddick on the call though. Mm. He was uh, he was really solid. What did your family think of Harden's um, <laughs> you know pregame and postgame outfit? Honestly, <laughs> I didn't see it until you pulled it up today. I hadn't seen it. You hadn't seen this? Oh, I hadn't goodness. seen this. This is. I mean, for those incredible. for those uh, listening, if we do flip this into a podcast. Uh, it's very colorful, just like the most colorful jacket you've ever seen on Harden. The bag is next level. I mean, what is that? Is it Louis Vuitton? I'm sure it is, but it has like these weird <laughs> fake flowers on it. <laughs> it's a look. Yeah. It was a it was a power look. That okay. does that so does not look like a Louis bag with the fake flowers. Oh, I know, I know. It's, I know it looks like a fake Louis Vuitton. But uh, yeah, good comments in here in the stream team about James sure. Harden that he looks like a Monsters Inc. cartoon character. Here from <laughs> Ricardo Vero Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. That is a, a cartoon. Uh, that's a, I was thinking SpongeBob, like that kind of sort of family of. Oh, Monster Zig. Now I can't unsee that's that. That's good. Yeah, because he's furry. Um, he's looking like Sully there, dipped in tie-dye. Uh, I saw Daryl Morey tweeting after the game, too, to uh, really to rile up the Knicks fans. Tweeted that photo of Harden and just put Bing Bong. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Embiid, I just want to uh, point out this. He is a monster on Christmas Day. I was looking it up. I'm like, this guy, every time he does play on Christmas Day, he puts up like these huge, huge games. He has scored 125 points on Christmas Day. He's only played four times. That's it. So I was like, where does that rank? Like, He's obviously way behind guys like LeBron and, and Kobe, of course, that have played way more games on Christmas. But where does that rank in terms of guys that have only played four games? He's like 30 points clear of other guys, other stars that have played only four times on Christmas. Dominique Wilkins, Paul George. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's not maybe a superstar, but like Chris Middleton's only played four times, but he's like just, just, you know, lapping the field there. In fact, he's almost, he's almost got the same amount of Christmas day points as Giannis. And I think Giannis has played a game more than him. So wild stuff there from Embiid. Randall had a good game too, uh, numbers wise for the Knicks and, and it was close. It was fun was close. until they just blew it open. Okay. Our next game, I'm going to throw the scale back up just to remind everyone if it's a brutal watch, that's Cole. Meh clothes good game books very entertaining video games and a classic big ticket items like your bikes and stuff like that so Ooh. our next game task is luca and the mavs topping the lakers 124 115 to uh, celebrate the dirk statue which we can get to in a second but what do you think about the actual game what level what gift you given it yeah listen i may have been drinking a little too much eggnog yesterday which literally i was drinking eggnog i made eggnog from one of our fans, Mark G sent in a recipe. I made it phenomenal, mm. so good. Uh, yeah. But I guess I'm taking the whole package together. The whole package of also the statue. I, I, I'm I, I felt good. I'm going video games. I'm going video games level. Video game. Wow. Okay. Well, because the first half where LeBron looked like, you know, vintage LeBron, uh, 18 in the first half, and it looked like the the Lakers had enough question mark i mean the the Mavs obviously were missing open shots and then yeah. into the second half celebrating the the uh the Mavs unveiling of the Dirk statue i mean that's what i was definitely talking about going into the third quarter then i started realizing wow uh this Mavs team just hitting everything a 51 point third quarter for this team <laughs> uh and it and it was really yeah just the the classic Ping it around as soon as Luca gets 
anywhere near the paint. He's obviously going to have a second body there. And they were really, really impressive. And uh, I was just I was just enjoying that. And then it, the moment of the day happened to that point when Luca faked out everybody. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he spun Westbrook. He spun Beverly. And, and then the when he got when he went past Beverly that other the the one time in particular where he grabbed the offensive rebound and he did the fake where everybody. Oh, Wendy and Gabriel got killed, lo- started looking at the ball. Uh, and then he came back, coming back down the floor because he knew he faked everybody out. He was doing the, oh, yeah. you know, looking around. So that was entertaining enough. We were watching the replays over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I felt bad, obviously, for the Lakers running out a lineup. I shouldn't say feel bad. I don't feel bad for them. But I, I was interested in a-, in a lineup that was literally Austin Reeves as their center. That's that's a, a small well, forward. Maybe yeah, maybe LeBron really is. No, but then yeah. they drop they drop LeBron yeah. too, and, no, and, and right. so it was him, Lonnie Walker, Westbrook, yeah. Beverly, no, and right. Schroeder. So <laughs> what the heck is this? That's what Darvin Ham is going to to try and get some offense going, but also he's kind of has his hand forced at, at times, uh, and so. I don't know, just enough intrigue for me, uh, sure. enough entertainment. Hillbilly Kobe in the first half was very entertaining. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know who Austin Reeves was uh, getting getting it going in, in the first half, but really a great performance from the Mavs without three great defenders. How yeah. how they handled uh, the Lakers without Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Green, and Kleba's out for a long time. The green was weird on the court, but all in all, give me a video games. I split this one up. I went first half, I agree with you. Level four, video game. But not like the best, best video game. Maybe sort of like a subpar video game. I remember I got Mickey Mouse Capade once for NES for Christmas. And I was like, what the hell is this? Why did you give me this? But it's still a video game. But the second half, I went level two, clothes, like straight up socks. Because yeah, you, you said it. This turned into a blowout. Because the Mavericks, who it couldn't was. really hit a shot in the first half in that third quarter, the 51 points... Tim Hardaway Jr. had 16 of his 26 in that huge third quarter. He went 4 or 5 from deep. The team went 9 to 13. They shot 72% overall. Outscored the Lakers 51 to 21 in the period, which is the highest scoring quarter on Christmas in NBA history and a league best this season. And it's just like the classic Mavs. When they get cooking from three-point territory, I mean, they're very, very difficult to beat. And the Lakers just couldn't keep up because we know they can't keep up from three like that. I also thought it was Christian Wood's best game as a Maverick. Um, you know, which you want to see against this team in the Lakers, missing a lot of like bigs that can contribute. 30 points, eight boards, seven assists for Christian Wood. Oh, four steals and two blocks. And good timing on Wood's part, right? He's eligible for a four year, $77 million contract extension. That kicked in yesterday if he wants to sign that, obviously, with the Mavs trying to keep the big man. Otherwise, comes an unrestricted free agent this summer because he's in the final year of his contract. So you think he knew that? Something tells me me he might have, but really good game from him. But also, I love that Hubie Brown was on the call. I like that Mavericks retro blue-green court and city jersey. I'm a fan of that. Um, Yeah. We also had this. I mean, let's show everybody here on YouTube. (laughs) We had this guy, Luca, showing up in full cowboy. Uh, I think Trey was tweeting... Uh, me putting on all my Christmas gifts at once, <laughs> which is so true. And uh, pretty reminiscent of these Cowboys. Yeehaw, <laughs> back in the TBJ days, there's Matty O dressed in all white, the all white Cowboy. <laughs> but uh, similar vibes, 
<laughs> Luca, bringing okay. it. Well, that was fun. And then you said it. Yeah, we had the we had the statue, which a lot of people are saying greatest statue in sports. The Dirk uh, one legged fadeaway. I mean, look, I got I got no notes on this. That's that's bloody perfect. It is. And uh, in ha- during halftime, watching the NBA app, they did a whole thing about the sculptor yeah. discussing it, and uh, so that that was pretty neat. And just how huge it was. You got perspective when they had it as they were designing it beside you know regular sized people yeah, and Dirk gigantic. was there it is huge yeah yeah uh yeah. and uh yeah to hear Holger Geschwinder Dirk's longtime trainer talk about it that was all pretty neat uh and uh yeah it was everybody getting into the spirit there Luca dressed as a cowboy I don't think I'd ever see that I did not think I'd ever see that but him and him and LeBron uh embracing each other there and all that yeah, gave yeah, just gave me some good good spirit there. I, I I do agree. The Mavs green looks good. It does look good. Yeah. It's 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 hard to uh I don't know, it's just hard to think of them as green though. So it kind of yeah. just throws me off, but it, they've had green sort of accents through. Yeah. They they even back like the kid and um Jim Jackson and, you know, Mashburn days who were green. That's true. That's, yeah, that's, that's tied a, in. I I, I tied it. in. Uh, one thing about that statue, just a little note about it. Uh, at the base of the statue, it reads, Loyalty never fades away, which mm. is a tribute to Dirk spending his entire career in Dallas. Um, and he set the NBA record, 21 seasons with one franchise. But also, Loyalty never fades away if you add it up is 21 letters, <laughs> which is a, a nod to the 21 seasons with Dallas. Is that so, part of it? Dirk that... said it was just a random coincidence, I guess. Oh. Was it? Yeah. Man. Anyway, I like it. That's cool. It's cool that they didn't force it upon us and say, hey, that, we did that on purpose, even though they did it on purpose, I'm sure. Well, and, and the fade away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fading away. It's nice. It's nice. Anyway. Uh, Christian Wood, Gorgeous. Christian Wood is, has been big entering the starting lineup for them. They have to because yep. uh, even though Dwight Powell is promising uh, and oh, uh, and – Max Kleb is out. JaVale McGee just out of the rotation. Their their offseason signing. Christian Wood has to come up big, and he has been. Uh, D- Jason Kidd has been pressing the right buttons, that's for sure. And uh, Wood, 38-7, and seven, as you mentioned, in his Christmas Day debut. There's only three other players to have those numbers in their Christmas Day debut. Wow. Yeah, those are big numbers. Can I can I guess them? I mean, probably yeah. not. I like mean, Embiid, maybe? No. Nah. We just the statue is one surprisingly. Oh, Dirk! Dirk, like, yeah, huh. thirty-eight seven assists for Dirk. Uh, that's kind of surprising. And then a big man and a point guard who, known for his triple doubles. Um, so kid. No, no, way back, way back, way back. Triple double Oscar man. Robertson. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then a big man, surprise, very surprising to have seven assists, scoring. Of course, he was probably the Christmas Day leader for a, a while. One of the greats. Oh, well, either Kareem or... Kareem, or Kareem. Kareem. Wow, okay. There you go. Those are big wow. numbers. Christian Wood on that list. Yes. That was Christmas debuts. What you Christmas said, yeah. Day debuts. 38-7. Only the fourth player in NBA history to go to go 35-5. and five. So big numbers, yeah. All right. Our next game here. Third game. You know, some people start to uh, get a little tired. Oh, but we had this one circled. Like, this was the game that a lot of people were pumped up about and in the end it turned into a, a bit of a yawner because the Celtics crushed the Bucks. Tatum with 41 
massive third quarter for him. Brown in the fourth quarter was money. They pushed back on Giannis, though there were some fireworks. Uh, uh, Bucks win one. Th- excuse me, Celtics win one thirty nine one eighteen. What level does Tasmelis? What gift does he give it? Yeah, the eggnog has worn off. I can't. I can't even go video games level on this one. It was just too much of a blowout. Uh, so mm-hmm. we, we will. I'll go with the the books. The level of books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go Which with books. A mid tier. Yeah, three out of five. Obviously, Tatum was ridiculous, and and it's hard. Yeah. I, I it's it's hard to even you know knock it down a level just because of what Tatum was doing out there and the dunk on Giannis in the first half. Uh, which it kind of peaked. The game, to me, sort of peaked then. I, I know Jalen mm-hmm. Brown finished it off in the fourth quarter. He had a, a great night in the first and the fourth quarters, and and that was the debate going on uh, around the couch, was that Tatum is unlike a lot of superstars in the NBA where he can allow another guy to sort of be the superstar. Yeah, we, it, it, it got to that barbershop level in in the living room where it was oh, like, wow. well, what, 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 what can, Tatum, can Tatum have... Uh, uh, another superstar beside him absolutely and then Jalen Brown did it in the fourth quarter put the Bucks away and then there was the yeah the quick elbow from Giannis and Thanasis who's always going to be there um stepping up for his bro but that Tatum dunk was was monstrous and Tatum jumping ahead if if he already wasn't uh, this solidified him as the MVP front runner with what they did to the Milwaukee Bucks because it felt like the Bucks were coming on. It was disappointing that Chris Middleton wasn't playing again, uh, and I think that's the worry for them going forward. If they're just a little aged in the playoffs, a little too old, they won't be able to play every game. So that was a little disappointing, I think, which knocked it down a level. And then just the fact that it really was a blowout. It was phenomenal from those two dudes uh, putting together. Uh, that combined effort, the 41 from Tatum, and uh, obviously what was 70 it, combined. Brown? Yeah, yeah. So it's 41 and 29. But, uh, they they did a great job of slowing Giannis. That's that's for sure. That was also disappointing of how how they really just held him in check, even though his end box score is fine. It was good for Giannis, good for everybody, yeah. but still, they slowed him down. I don't want to derail the conversation here, but you said Tatum, front runner for MVP? Give it, give it to or, me. Or I thought you were going to say maybe this game bumped Tatum ahead of Giannis in terms of seating at the MVP table, or if you want to talk about the old MVP ladder, but then you just went straight to the top. I went straight to the top. Uh, oh, I, well, I we're know. We're going to get to a guy sh- that had a pretty damn good game on Christmas Day later. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just the, just the problem with the three-peat, even though they are the uh, Nugs are now the one seed in the West. It's not a yeah. one seed. Like the East is a one seed. But anyway, anyway, okay. anyway, anyway. Okay. This it was game, awesome. It sucked. It was a blowout. That's fr- yeah. frankly what it, what it comes down to. But the Celtics showed you when they're locked in, what they did to Durant in the playoffs last year, what they can do to the greats, especially if uh, they can focus in a, a, on one guy like they did in the postseason with Giannis last year, who is still good in that playoff series. But uh, it just sucks that there's no Chris Middleton in, in this game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a damper for sure. Um, I went level two, so I went clothes, but like maybe not socks or underwear, like something nice, like maybe like that sweater you're wearing or even a jersey. Like some clothes can be good, even when you're a kid. But it was Tatum season control in the third quarter. He plays really well if you check it too against other MVP candidates. Uh, he has some monster games this year against all these other guys sitting at the MVP table with him. But he had that 20-point third quarter. You said Brown in the fourth, closing the door. It was just crazy to see the Celtics, you know, 
once again catch fire from deep. Because over the last two weeks, that had left them. During their 1-5 stretch there, where they were losing a bunch of games, the Celtics had the worst offense in the league and were shooting something like 29% on open or wide-open three-pointers. And this was after that incredible start to the season where they were the best offense we'd ever seen. So yesterday, they make eight threes in the first quarter, <laughs> including that heave by uh, Sam Hauser at the end. Finished 19-39 from deep. And, uh, you know, that's when they are like, that's when they're almost unbeatable, uh, in my opinion, when they are hitting threes at that clip. That's just nuts when you have a guy, especially Tatum, can sort of can take over a game. Brown can do his part and then just a bunch of three-point shooting. But I also thought Jack Maloney of CBS, Tass, had a good point about how they approached once again playing Giannis. And he said that Sunday's game, like that Christmas Day game, it almost looked like game eight of last year's second round series because... The Celtics' length and their physicality and just the depth of defenders that they can throw at Giannis to frustrate him a little bit. Final box score is fine. You know, 27-9-3, but he went 9-22 from the field and he only made two shots in the paint. And that is the number one thing, right? He's like, he's not living inside there because they have the defenders and the game plan to keep them out as much as possible. Um, so a, a good job and it, it was eerily... Uh, reminiscent of last year's second round series and uh, to the point even where Middleton's not playing. Totally. Uh, Grant Williams said it's his uh, favorite matchup by far in the NBA. Yeah. Try and, and they do. Uh, Grant Williams is not long, but he is obviously really physical and all the way down the line, including Tatum, why I think he could uh, he could be the MVP frontrunner. Front runner. Just all those guys. Uh, there, there's so many of them to throw at him. I'm not really concerned about the Bucks, though. They have lost three in a row. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know there's people chatting like Swish Rivera here saying the Bucks got smacked by the Nets and the Celtics. It's concerning. If there was a pl another playmaker, if Chris Middleton was there, I think it'd be far different. Um, and it's a road trip, and they are struggling. This is the, their first three-game losing streak of the season. But Giannis looked good against the Nets. Uh, I think it's just a, a taxing time. It, it, uh, if you take a step back and... You look at the way Giannis is going into the lane over and over and over and over and over again. A lot. Uh, I think I think year like year over year compared to last year, he probably is a little bit more exhausted at this point of the season without uh, Chris Middleton there. I think he is just playing ridiculously hard. That's what he does. Uh, so I, I think it is a little bit taxing on the body, and I, I'm a little bit concerned about that. And the game against the Cavs before that, also, part of this three-game losing streak, also a very difficult team for the Bucs to match up against. I, I, I would say, yeah. like, Giannis is you know, one of the best, obviously, or the best. But there are good teams that, you know, match up with length. And, you know, Jared Allen and, and Evan Mobley front line is pretty damn good. Even Kevin Love came in and, uh, and yeah. played well. So I'm, I'm not too concerned overall. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the same worries about them being a little bit older. Chris Middleton can't be healthy. Uh, that, that's obviously a huge concern. But overall, yeah. Giannis is still going to be amazing. I, I, I agree with that, but I will say, I think the Bucks, maybe their fans, they wouldn't be upset with some other team knocking out the Celtics in a playoff series. Right? <laughs> sure, I think sure. the Celtics are their, their number one most difficult matchup. I mean, they do make life... Again, he had like 40-point games in last year's series, but they make it tough. And they have a lot of defenders that... Uh, you know, you can keep them in check a little bit or at least put up like that Stan Van Gundy effing wall. So, uh, yeah, they're hoping, <laughs> I think, Bucks fans, uh, a Cavs, um, you know, a Sixers, whatever, 
can take care of the Celtics if possible for them because uh, that's a it would be another hell of a series I imagine if the Bucks Celtics fully healthy uh, went head to head. But man, it's not easy. They, no. uh, they make it very difficult when they and play I, that I, way, especially I, when they hit the threes. Yeah, and Al Horford, as uh, I said, Grant Williams, you know, loves that matchup coming off the bench. He came off the bench with Robert Williams. So those two guys came off the bench, and they allowed Al Horford to sort of be the the primary guy at the rim to start. Right. And he's just so smart. And I, th- I did find it interesting that they they bring Robert Williams off the bench uh, with all that length. Was that just uh, he's not in complete shape quite yet? Let's bring him off the bench. Or was it a Horford is just so damn good and we were so good in the postseason last year with it? I don't know. They they've yep. they've got so many good options, really. That's it's, yeah, that's that's the number one team, even though, you know, I'm a Cavs fan and the and the Sixers and Embiid would be uh, a very fun for Giannis versus Embiid. The Celtics just have so much length. All right, our fourth game. Here's the uh Christmas gift rating scale again for everybody on YouTube. It is the uh, Grizzlies and Warriors game at 8 p.m. Eastern. No Curry, of course, but Jordan Poole scores 32. Warriors beat the Grizz uh, pretty handedly, though. There was some, you know, some trash talking going on, Tass. A lot of technicals. Uh, These teams uh, may be forming a little bit of a rivalry here, but is it a rivalry if the other teams never won a title or even really gone all that deep? Who knows? What level do you give this one of the Warriors taking care of the Grizzlies? Video games. Okay. Because we like to pretend that we should be in the NBA League office scheduling Christmas Day, and that's why we're not doing it, Skeets, a result like this one, because I thought it was really good, and we were obviously very worried without Steph being in the lineup, no Wiggins as well, that the Mm -hmm. Warriors would be taken down by this team that really wants to knock them off. We were super excited for when it was on the Christmas Day schedule back in the summer. Okay, perfect. They met in the playoffs. The the Grizzlies are coming for the Warriors spot. And then disappointing. It's a roller coaster. A dip when, when Steph is not part of the game. And then what a performance, though. I, I would I have it up uh, at that video game level just because it was this was an upset, even though the Warriors were at home. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> even though they're defending champions yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're their best player. They're maybe their second most important player in Wiggins not being there. And... You're getting performances from guys on two-way contracts. Ty Jerome, Ty Jerome, six straight yeah. points, really important, 14 off the bench for them. Their young guys played really, really well off the bench in the, the three draft picks that are coming in Kuminga. And Moses Moody hit a big three in the fourth. When Jordan Poole was ejected from the basketball game and they needed somebody to step up, they had 10 minutes of no Steph, no Jordan Poole, no Andrew Wiggins, and they were still able to, yeah. to hang on. And James Wiseman, eight minutes, scoreless basketball, very good minutes. He was really good defensively. He was just so, so good. They're, he was just doing what they asked him to do, and they bumped up the lead. Those starters, even though they're thin, bumped up – I'm sorry, the bench players bumped up the lead when the starters sat. And, uh, the, yeah, the two things that stick out to me, Jaron Jackson Jr. got into foul trouble – and into the second half, it was the first play of the second half, I do I do think, where three fouls for Jaron Jackson Jr. He comes out, Draymond Green is doing a standard dribble handoff, it looks like. But he saw Jaron Jackson Jr. reach out, and the vet 
went right into that arm and got the fourth foul on Jaron Jackson Jr. He throws up the four to the Grizzlies bench. What are you going to do? Fourth foul. That was pretty cool. The young athletic dudes are going up against the, the wise old vets, the wily old vets. And forget about the wily old vets. Jordan Poole is phenomenal to watch. I know it was fun watching Tatum and Giannis and Luka, and we'll get to uh, the Joker, obviously, even the Aaron Gordon jam. But Jordan Poole's kind of one of a kind. He's, he's different than Steph, I think. It's uh, just crazy. the way that the, the back cuts, the floaters, the mid-rangers, the step-back threes. He's just got that flair, and that was uh, that was really fun. Uh, his performance was uh, was great. I'm going to knock it down another level here. All right. I'm going level three. I'm going books, but maybe like a choose-your-own-adventure or something like that. Those were fun back in the day. It was like 10 books in one. Um, but the, the officiating was rough in this game. I mean, it was, you know, I know Grizzlies fans were livid with the with the call they were getting. And like you said, uh, they got the officials a couple times on a couple. Uh, oh, really? Oh, that's a tough one. Jaron Jackson Jr. not playing a lot in this game, like being plagued with foul trouble. I thought like completely changed the game. We know how important he is to that team. He only had 11 points, two blocks in 21 minutes because he couldn't stay out there. Um but, you know, it's a level three because it was spicy. It, you had pool going off. You had, for all the talk about Kaminga and Moody and Wiseman, like the young guys, it was Dante DiVincenzo, who's playing really well for them with 19 points, hitting five threes. And you already said Ty Jerome, six and nine from the field. So it was those guys really helping out Clay and Draymond, like hilarious Draymond Green line in this one. Um, you know, great defense and not a lot of scoring, but doing everything else, playmaking and rebounding and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was a fun game. We had pool getting tossed. We had Clay talking shit back to Dylan Brooks, getting the taunting tech on that one. I do like that there's some animosity between these two teams. Uh, you know, the, the the warrior side of things think you haven't won anything. Why do you keep talking? And then the young Grizzlies are like, "We're coming for you. This is this is our mo. We play with this bravado. We talk a lot of shit. Um, so it's that makes for a a fun matchup." I mean, Draymond staring at John Morant and all that after the block and stuff. It was, it was good. It was a level three. It wasn't the best game of the day, but definitely not a dud. N- nobody getting coal here yet. That's good. <laughs> yeah, the the couple of disappointing things on the Grizzlies side. Obviously, there was the, the John Morant line earlier in the week about not being afraid of anyone in the West, not being concerned with anyone in the West. And then right. uh, he did his part. Really, the, the disappointing part was... Besides his 36, Desmond Bain was ice cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, 0 for 7 from 3. Jaron Jackson Jr. is supposed to be the other guy. Couldn't play a lot. The Warriors obviously know that really helps them out. They, As much as we say they are a three-point shooting team, and they absolutely are, they like getting in the lane. And they knew that Jaron Jackson Jr. getting them, getting him out of the game. He is, unfortunately, a, a bit foul-prone in this uh, yeah, he's thinking about that right now, I'm sure. Uh, just yeah. getting in foul trouble because that, yeah, you're totally right. That changed the game. And uh, last thing, I kind of wanted Jaw to win on the day that his new shoes were announced. Ooh, those are nice. The Nike Jaw won. I like the look of those. I mean, they're very Kobe like, but they are. They're very nice. Big fan of them. I forgot to grab a photo of them for everybody here on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I, I like them. Yeah, John I like, ones. Yeah. I like them but, too. He had a good game. At least he had a good game in his new shoes. Oh, yeah. Also, I got a little trivia question for you. I don't know if All you right. heard me on uh, the NBA Athletic show. I, I made an appearance. I did a little trivia against Andrew Schlecht. Mm. But, okay, you did it. No, That's I good. did not. I did not. 
Well, the Grizzlies, I think I have this right. The Grizzlies are one of three teams um, that have never won on Christmas Day. Do you know the other two teams? So have they? I'm saying this slowly because yeah. I think I'm right. <laughs> okay, so one one of the other teams is 0 for 2 yeah. on Christmas Day games, and the other team hasn't played. Do you know the team that hasn't played yet? That's a Charlotte. Christmas? Charlotte Hornets. Okay, so they're yeah. 0 and 0, so they never won, of course, because they never played. Grizzlies are now 0 and 1 because that was their first ever Christmas Day game. Um, do you know the other team, Tess? And I got it right when I was doing the trivia on the podcast. Is it Toronto Raptors? It is the Toronto yeah. Raptors. Yeah, right. only twice have they ever played, and they have not won a game on uh, Christmas Day there. Yeah. Yeah, so they only had one game post-championship, the, and then they, one they game had, in the Vince era. They played the Celtics, and yeah, Jalen Brown kicked their ass uh, in that one, and then they had one in the Vince era. Yeah. I don't know who they, I can't remember who they played. I feel like was it was the, the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, but yeah, it feels like that, too. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. So we think that's right. (laughs) So you can fact check me if you really want to. Um, All right, final game. Again, here's the scale. I mean, are we going to get a level five, a big ticket item? Let's find out. Uh, Tass Mellis, the Joker, Jokic and the Nuggets, outlast the Suns, 128-125 in overtime. Though I will add, uh, Booker injured again pretty early in this game. What level, what gift does Tass Mellis give this nightcap? Oh, this is uh, the big ticket item package underneath the tree this is the combination of video games and what you need video games to play or to play video games it's a video game system i mean a a huge package yeah yeah monstrous package doesn't get much better than that nuggets look like there's a chance that they could run away with this game with devin booker leaving four minutes in the groin injury god uh that's that's worrisome for the phoenix suns but come Mm -hmm. on with landry shamit Take it on the Devin Booker role and dropping 31 with Booker down and getting performances from everybody. Damian Lee was big. Uh, Josh Okoji, even his minutes. Biombo, they just came together uh, along with uh, Aiton, who was really, really solid, 22 and 16. A phenomenal performance for the Suns to take it right in, into overtime. A little disappointing, I think, that the Nuggets didn't put it away if, if you want to be from, uh, if you want to look at it with a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a critiquing eye, but at the same time, I was excited. We got an overtime game to end it. Actually, I went to bed. Four games was enough. <laughs> so did I. I watched this this morning. Yeah, I, I actually I woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up at three forty-five, I think, and I thought oh. I couldn't fall back asleep. I'm just gonna do it right now. I opened the NBA app okay. at at three forty-five. I'm in bed, and this stream had not ended. That's how long this game was. Like they still had it going. Like the game was oh, over. That's weird. Yeah, the game was to over. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I guess they're still editing. I think they, because what I watch usually is the all possessions recap. It's yeah. It's forty two minutes. Cut off the the six minutes of guys bringing up the ball, and uh, that hadn't been edited to that point. So I had to mm-hmm. I'd come back in the app. Fifteen minutes later, it was uh, good to go. Uh, wow. But uh, yeah, I just watched. Yeah, because it was a long one. Um, and to, to culminate with Aaron Gordon's jam, um, what wow. that, that was, that was cool. He got the runway. I mean, he had a beautiful alley-oop earlier in the game. Oh, he had three great dunks in this game. He had the one where he caught the, the reversed alley-oop off like the oh, yeah. slob, that the sidelines n- out of bounds play. That then he had nice. that huge oopie threw down, like you said, uh, 
was it KCP threw it like way too high, threw it to the mountaintops. He went and got it. <laughs> and then, of course, the dunk, uh, fast break dunk in overtime, originally called a charge. My God, banned the charge block. And uh, they looked at it and said, no, <laughs> he just just uh, soared over this guy, over Shamit, and nearly like nearly killed him when he landed on him, I thought. Um, but they counted it, so that was a dunk. Three amazing dunks from this guy. Yeah, uh, kudos to the, the stream team coming through with the, the stat that I'm going to confirm is correct because so many people are saying the same stat. Seven dunks overall for Aaron Gordon on Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, culminating with that one, obviously, on Landry Shamit, who I hate the charge block call on dunk situations like that, but that guy stepped in on Aaron Gordon going full <laughs> full steam. From half court. And for him, I mean, I was just watching that. Uh, for him just to take the knees in the chest. And Aaron Gordon avoided it and, you know, went to the side and, and, and Shamit, you know, took the brunt of it. You know, we kind of leaned in to, to try and get the call at a key time. But nice that it was overturned. And a great game for Aaron Gordon. Are we talking about the, over, or the, the MVP race? Aaron Gordon playing the best basketball of his career. Would not be upset if he's named an all-star as the Nuggets propel themselves here to the one seed. They've just steadily got themselves there. And now that Michael Porter Jr. is back, so the the scoring should be there. Jamal Murray should be coming along. KCP had a good game. Even though they are a little thin off the bench, uh, they they only played, you know, nine guys, essentially eight and a half guys in this game. Uh, Their starters are, are still good enough. They still have one of the best starting units. It's, it's, the, the five-man lineup uh, that I mentioned there is fourth best uh, in the NBA. Only the Warriors, Celtics, and Bucks uh, have better five-man units. So they are uh, tough to deal with. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, coming back, yeah, should strengthen them. Maybe not defensively all the time, but Aaron Gordon yeah. just coming out of the gate, man, playing great defense. Uh, he's just he's just so, so important to this team. But a great game. you got you got to go top of the charts now, with this rating. Even uh, even Scrooge Skeets has to give this a level five. Christmas Day classic, especially being the nightcap, even though I watched it in the morning. Um, the big ticket item for me, you know, a basketball net was great. If you got the giant dollhouse, if you got, uh, yeah, like a, a video game system, you know, maybe not the biggest of boxes, but still an awesome gift. How about the GT Snow Racer test? Oh, that's a good one. Oh man, wasn't that a beauty gift? <laughs> Remember the GT Snow Racer? It's like oh, yeah. that that hard plastic seat with that one like ski at the front of it. And you can just rip down those hills in Canada, <laughs> go off ramps, and just destroy your ass when you would like smack into the seat. You like those would always get broken too. Like the one ski on the front. Oh man, I don't know. They still make those. Are those yeah. legal? Yeah. yeah, we saw saw some uh, some friends got their kids. The GT, GT Snow, Snow Racers. Racer. Oh, yeah, Jesus. baby. They're still alive. They're Good. still kicking. Yeah. I love it. Um, but we've gone this long without saying Jokic's line here, too, in this game. I mean, yeah, AG, awesome. Murray had a big dunk to even get us into overtime. But Jokic had 41 points, 15 boards, and 15 assists. Everything. Every single possession goes through this guy. It's only the fourth 40-point, 15-rebound, 15-assist game in NBA history. Forget Christmas Day. History. Oscar Robertson did it twice in the 60s, and James Harden did it in 2016. Now Jokic has done it. This, like, we we remember we were, like, wondering coming into these Christmas Day games on Friday's drop podcast, like, 
if Jokic has another one of these like wilt like monster lines and they win, maybe it's a close game. Like, is there is the support there for a back to back to back MVP? Will he be uh, in the middle of the MVP table? Uh, and, and will some other people get on board? I know other people are already saying, yeah, he absolutely is the front runner right now. But will other people? I, I, I <laughs> tough to argue, man. Being the number no. one seed in the West and and these stupid stat lines. I mean, if they're there at the end, if they're a 55 to 60 win team and they're number one, I'm not sure he how he can't win it. I honestly don't see how you couldn't give it to him. I would not be mad if Nikola Jokic being the centerpiece for that team, being as banged up as they were to start the season, and that includes Jamal Murray coming back, and for him to propel this team to the one seed, it is definitely theirs to lose at the top of the Western Conference. That one seed is theirs to lose. They should after dealing with all these injuries, be up there. And if Jokic is up there, uh, that, you know that is a bit of a different narrative. The fact that they would win the one seed would be different than his previous MVP runs where he was the sixth seed uh, last season. So there's that. I will say the Celtics should have a, a, a pretty good gap between them and the Nuggets if they keep this up because the West is just so jam-packed. Or mm. it's, it's not a huge gap, but it's a it's a gap. I think that's can be part of the the Tatum narrative where they've got the best record in the NBA. And and I think it will go to a one seed this year, whether it's the Nuggets or the oh, Celtics. I think okay. we're we're going to swing back from just like what happened with Westbrook. The same thing happened uh, when Harden got it the next year with the Rockets. It went from Six to one, I guess the seeds were, if, I, if I'm correct, from six seeded Thunder to the one seed Rockets. It'll go from the six seeded Nuggets to either the one seeded Nuggets or the one seeded Celtics. But dude is so fun to watch. I know we always say it, but uh, oh. the athleticism is there. Um, you know, he, he looks he looks as fast as he's ever looked, and uh, the way he he gets into sets and he's obviously looks as good as he's ever looked pregame with the suits that he's rocking. Every mm-hmm. single night. It's all business time, baby. He looks great. He's wearing the the sort of those those hot flowers. I don't know what what else to call it, but like the red, <laughs> you know, the red and black suit. Uh, it's not like a bur- I don't know what even to call it. You know, mm-hmm. you know it when you see it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I but, know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. know what to call it either. We need Trey yeah. Kirby to help us out. It's with not that. a baroque. I don't know what the hell it's called, but anyway, it's beautiful. Anyway. Monster line from the big honey. Is he your MVP front runner right now? Is it Tatum? Is it Giannis? Is it uh, KD, I guess? Is it Embiid for crying out loud? It's crowded at the table. Uh, let us know here in the stream team. But that's your Christmas Day recap. So, I mean, in the end, Tass Mellis was handing, you were handing out video games and big ticket items left and right. I mean, really, no duds, uh, according to no you. No duds. Which was, which is, was good, you know. Um, I was a little harsher on my grading scale but i'm not going to push back that much i was entertained for a good chunk of the day even then when i started getting super tired at the end and knew i didn't have, i knew i couldn't fully invest into the sun's nuggets so i was like it's better off if i go to bed and and really mm-hmm. engage with it in the morning and i was happy i did what a what a game banger yeah. yeah um all right well let's call it there simple as that guys like i said our guy jerome going to try and flip this into a podcast so hello to everybody listening leave your boys a five-star rating and review how many other nba podcasts are coming at you on boxing day in canada i know we're not in canada but <laughs> i mean it's a it's some people in canada think boxing day is uh, the number one holiday above christmas <laughs> easter uh, halloween 
uh, Canada's Day. I mean, Boxing Day. We love boxes. Everyone, you go around, you give your boxes to everybody. Your favorite yeah. box. That's yeah. all you do. And then yeah. you sometimes throw on some gloves and, and kick the shit out of each other. It's a lot of fun in Canada. So yeah. uh, happy Boxing Day to everybody in Canada. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the stream, team. We love to see you. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Let's get to 60K by SLC. Lots of games on tonight. Enjoy the basketball. So here's the plan for us. We're taking the rest of the week off. Are you going to Alabama? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I see that right in the calendar? I was like, what? Damn Bama. right. Felt what good. Think? Good to what's throw. What's happening there? Man? Felt great to throw in. Test off bracket Alabama. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's going on there? I'm going to the Rocket Center. Uh, yeah. We love rockets around here. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty hey, cool. Hey, make sure you drive the right way. Do you want me to come with you so I can uh, make sure you get there? <laughs> no, it's uh, just one road. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it's our favorite road. Uh, it's 20, right? Well, that's what some say. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 west, we think. Anyways, yeah, um, let's take the week off. Yeah, we're taking the week off. Look, if something uh, crazy happens... Um, if James Harden decides he wants to go back to the Houston Rockets and yeah, uh, right. somehow yeah, makes right. his way there. Look, we'll jump on. I'll jump on. I'm not going up to Canada or anything. I'll be here in Atlanta. But uh, unless something crazy happens, that's it for the rest of the week for No Dunks. We'll have some fun YouTube shorts that we're going to be dropping all week long. So make sure you go check those out. Um, but we'll be back with the whole crew, actually, in theory, back in the Classic Factory on Monday, January 2nd. Uh, I think JD will be back from Europe. Pretty sure TK will be back from Chicago. Um, and, of course, we'll be here in the in the South, all together in the Classic Factory. Yeah, and we'll be we drop in some uh, social videos this yeah. week. Some good social videos every single day this week. So check out every single platform where we, we make it ma we make our magic. TikTok, Instagrams, on YouTube with our YouTube shorts, on Twitter, obviously. So Yeah. Follow uh, No Dunks across all the social media platforms, and we'll, uh, yeah, drop some fun little videos for you all week long all right let's call it there tassie great to see you how was you your too. christmas by the way what was the what was the big ticket item for you yesterday what'd you get <laughs> anything no uh you no didn't get I... any... dad doesn't get anything did i get anything yeah hold on you tell me what you got first before i try and recall what the uh, i'll tell I got. you what i got uh i got some clothes yeah uh which was some nice like a uh, columbia sort of like you know pullover sort of zip up sweater type some, things some outerwear type yeah i'm gonna stuff. be doing some hiking here in the in the in the coming new year so i need some uh, layers so i got that i got a new wallet that was big um not sure how i feel about it though you know like <laughs> oh. you get so used to your wallet, yeah the no size doubt. of it the feel of it and then you then you pivot to a new one. It takes I feel like it takes weeks or months to realize this is my wallet. This is my new one. So, uh, I got that and uh, yeah, a couple other things, but nothing crazy. Yeah, no, I got nothing actually. But congrats on the what? wallet. You got nothing. Be... I don't believe you got nothing. I, I'm, I'm per, like 99% sure because it. And I definitely so didn't sad. open anything yesterday. <laughs> I don't, I may have got like a pre-Christmas gift last week that is obviously not that memorable, uh, but. Wow. Yeah. I'm all I'm right with get it. you something. I'm going to show up on Monday, January 2nd with something for you, okay? Go to uh, Bucky's for me, which is the... Oh, you're the one going to BIM. Oh, I, I know. Well, I'm yeah. not going... Unfortunately, I'm not going in that direction. So, oh. yeah. So, it's a gas station. The biggest gas stations in America. But they have good food. Yeah. And they have good snacks. It's just... Yeah, yeah. It's just... Uh, you can want a, a nice chop sandwich. 
That's a great sandwich. Those were tasty, yeah. It's just like when you're... Obviously, it's like it's like a mirage in the desert when you're on a road trip and everything is kind of bland and you see a Bucky's. You know, it's it's better than feel. Yeah, it feels like better yeah. than what it is. But uh, still, I'll take anything from a Bucky's. But okay. Um, oh, you're telling. Yeah. Okay, so I gotta yeah. get you something. Go for a ride. You want some beaver nuggets? Is what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, well, hey, look, we sometimes put the uh, P.O. box, our address for No Dunks, uh, in the comments underneath the video. So maybe send uh, Tasmelis a uh, belated uh, Christmas Here, Here's my okay. Christmas gift, actually. Jerome put okay. this together. We're showing you on YouTube. My, ga <laughs> my game rating based on my eggnog level. Uh, so my eggnog level was a, a 2 out of 5 for Sixers Knicks, but my game rating was a 4. My eggnog level was a 5 during Lakers Mavs. Uh, that is okay, accurate. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Game rating was a four, and then the eggnog started to dry out. I didn't make enough in the Bucks Celtics oh, game. I was that done. What happened? Oh yeah, mm. the eggnog is done. Uh, I, I got to make a video thanking uh, thanking Mark. Was uh, it good? Yeah, it was very good. I oh. it was a little little too thick. Okay. Uh, but that's my fault. It was more of a custard. Got to be honest. Uh, and then because that's my fault. It was my, uh, also my wife's fault. But uh, anyway, because she was uh, she was overseeing the process. She was. Oh. She told me to. Put it back. I took it off the heat. She said, "Well, put it back on. Put it back on." And then it uh, evaporated a bit, so it was a little thick. So uh, thanks, Jerome. Anyway, uh, my my last ratings. I'm so positive. No eggnog in the system. Grizzlies and Warriors, four out of five. And then Suns Nuggets, five out of five. Oh, this guy, yeah, you're a positive. That was. I, 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 come on, one of the best Christmas days I think, front to back. It's hard to Ugh, really. It's tough to remember, but it, it feels like of recent ones. Yes. I don't know. Are we just prisoners of the moment? I, I don't know. I don't know. There are usually some duds, though. You're yeah. Right. And at least the, even the ones that were blowouts yesterday, they were they were like close enough for a good chunk of the game, or they hated each other, so there were some spice levels. Yeah. And and there was big plays, no doubt. We had some massive dunks uh, yesterday. So, um, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I also was reminded, I don't know why, maybe when you were saying the eggnog, um, I did get some ice molds yesterday. Oh. I was pumped. For like, I mean, I got this one ice mold task. It's like, uh, I mean, I mean, I usually don't care about this stuff all this much, but, you know, I like a, I like a whiskey late at night, right? Throw it on the rocks. It like, it looks like a, it looks like a high-end cocktail ice. Like, it's like a prism. Oh. Put it in the mold, pop it out. It's like, whoo, beautiful. <laughs> looks so expensive. <laughs> Uh, it makes your whiskey taste better. But it just uh, costs so it costs the, the price of water. It's not that price expensive. Of the price of the mold, I, <laughs> yeah. would, I would say. That's a good, that's a good call. <laughs> the, water, the water is free. Uh, uh, is it? I yeah, you pay uh, for it, man. Yeah. Anyway, I felt like uh, my buddy Grish uh, getting pumped out, pumped about ice. That guy loves ice more than anybody. That guy loves Cam Reddish and ice more than anybody. <laughs> Shout out to Grish. Uh, all right, let's call it there. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, loyalty never fades away. Unless it fades away, but they needed a saying for the statue, so loyalty never fades away. For Dirk, no doubt, and hopefully for the Maz fans, for Luca as well. Guys, we'll see you on January 2nd, back from the Classic Factory. Happy New Year, and embrace the day, people.